Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. Uh, my guest is none other than my very good friend, Drew Doherty, and I'm hey. welcome in. First of all, I've never actually had you on a podcast. I've never done a Deep Slant interview with you. Yes. And <laughs> I, when you, when you approached me about it, I thought, hey, should we do it? But should every answer I give to your question be a complete and total lie? Like, so tell me about where you were born, and I could say, well... I'm the son of a poor Oklahoma farmer, you know, something like that, you know, because I'm not. Right. And I, and I said, no, no. How, so, about, how about we just do a real interview? So you want me to actually tell the truth? I kind of yeah, want right. people to get to know you. I think okay. uh, you do a lot of things around here. Mm-hmm. But and... I keep a veneer between myself and <laughs> the outside world. So you don't totally know everything about me, right? You kind of, you're joking about that, but I feel like you kind of do. And we're going to, a little bit. We're yeah. going to go deep with Drew Doherty. I'm, oh, we'll I'm going to reveal, that. I'm going to reveal, I'm, I want you to reveal to people what they may not know about you, but. Flipping a switch. Can't see this, uh, listeners, but I'm flipping a switch and putting my force field up. So <laughs> there's, a, there's definitely a Drew Doherty that you see on TV. You see him all the time. He's the host of Texans 360, Texans Extra Points. He hosts Texans Buzz with me. You're the sideline reporter for the preseason broadcasts, which are coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on the NRG Stadium video boards during pregame and halftime. So if you're at a home game, you see Drew's face. Big and bright and smiling. And in-game, uh, in too. Dip. I give you some score. you got to see your highlights. You know, I give the highlights, too. You give the highlights around as the rest well. of the league. Yeah. Yes, you do. When you... the Cowboys are losing, I make sure to accentuate that, <laughs> amplify that. <laughs> you and always... the Colts and the Jags and the Titans. You so. love to give those highlights because you love to get the crowd riled up just for tweak that. the voice a little bit. And the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah, so. And people, mm-hmm. people just love to hate on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also host... Dear Drew, which is yeah, taking yeah, the yeah. nation by storm, which I think you have a lot of fun with. I think people see a little bit of the real you in that. Sometimes. Kind of yeah. goofy. And, um, you know, obviously Texans Radio. You write for HoustonTexans.com. I had to write everything down because I was afraid I was going to forget something. Also the host of Puntos Extra with La yeah. Voz de los Texans, Enrique Vasquez. And I think that is that is something that's always impressed me about you because I think I saw your highlight reel once years ago. Somehow I stumbled across it, and you did this entire thing in uh, like a broadcast in Spanish. Well, yeah, I because uh, you're talking about my YouTube resume reel; it's still up there on YouTube. But uh, I spliced in. I I used to, I, so I before I was in in Houston with the Texans for four years from '05 to '09. I worked in Lubbock, Texas, and I was hired there to be the sports anchor at the Fox affiliate. So like the Mark Berman of Lubbock. And in addition to that... And how old were you at the time? I was 27. I started there when I was 27, and then a week later I turned 28. But really... You were young. I was a moron. I, I wasn't very smart. <laughs> I you was going like, to say young, but okay. I was a jackass until I was about 38 years old. But anyways, <laughs> um, I got out there, and uh, in addition to doing the sports casts, I also hosted the Mike Leach TV show, the coaches show. Mm-hmm. I called play-by-play for the women's basketball games when they put them on TV locally. And there are about eight or nine games a year that I do that. Did about two or three baseball games for Texas Tech a year when they put that on TV. Um, a, a high school all-star game they do. And that was like, anyways, I won't get into You were like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Dude. You basically did six, do everything. Six months after I got to Lubbock, the, the TV station where I was, the Fox affiliate also had a Telemundo affiliate in the same building. They also had three radio stations, just a, like a sports talk radio station, a, a couple of easy listenings. It was just kind of a, a big media conglomerate out there. And the, the guy who was on Telemundo, this this main news anchor, 
He also did the weather, and he also did the sports, and they did one per day. And he was just worn out. And so he came to me in the hall because I would chit-chat with them in Spanish when I'd see him in the hall or wherever. He said, hey, would you be interested in doing the sports on Telemundo? I kind of laughed at him at first, you know, because it's like, uh... But I realized it was a really good opportunity. So it's I said, great. I'm I'm shocked that he was willing to hand that over. Yeah, and so I said yes, I would. But I mean, my my grammar, I'm going to make major mistakes. He's like, no, 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 no. You write your sports cast every day at like three. Okay. And our producers will look at it and they'll tweak the grammar, and then you can. I know he's like, I know you. You can get up and do it because you have a teleprompter. And I was like, okay. And so I would get up there and I do the sports every. Every afternoon, weekdays at five o'clock, and so, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. It really like it made my Spanish better, and it made my Spanish. It was a different type of Spanish you're speaking when you're on TV and you're talking about sports. So of course, I was, was going to say when you when you speak another language, which uh, I, I grew up speaking another language as well. My parents spoke Punjabi growing up, and I understand Hindi. But the the language that you learn to speak conversationally is very different from a sports cast because sure. I don't. There, there's so many. There's so many. There's so much vocabulary that you use in sports that you don't use in everyday life. So you probably had to mm-hmm. learn all those words yeah. I mean, that you don't learn in a Spanish class. Yet or... they always say you should be ca- conversational when you're on TV. So it's so yeah, both. <laughs> kind of like wrap yourself around. But yeah, it was f- it was a lot of fun. I you, did well, it. you you lived abroad or mm-hmm. took, I lived. So I, so I this isn't just like oh, I took some Spanish in high school. And now I'm doing broadcasting. Like, no, you had a well, Spanish you know, you know when it all started, I I had a great Spanish teacher in high school and I had her all four years, which is kind of rare. I didn't go to a small high school and just by circumstance, I had the same teacher all four years and she was tough, but she was good. And she, you know, really drilled us on, on Spanish. And so I went to SMU for college and the summer before you go, go up there, you go, you take a weekend and you take a bunch of tests and then they can place you like, you know, they figure out where you need to belong. And it turns out I tested out of a year and a half of Spanish college Spanish because I had done it had been so hard at, at high school and they said well you've, you've placed out of a year and a half if you want you can add Spanish as a major and it'll, you'll still get out in four years and I was like okay and then end of my freshman year they said you know if you study in Madrid you can take 12 hours over there and it'll double count so you'll really be taking 24 hours but those those second 12 hours would count towards a Latin American studies degree would you want to get a, another major? I was like, yeah. So I got three majors, journalism, Spanish, and Latin American studies. That's that's fantastic. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I know we've totally like encompassed your Spanish-speaking background. I, yeah. find, I think a lot of people don't know this about you, and it's mm-hmm. super impressive that you're able to do that. Because I'm like really white-looking. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. It's true. But, well, well, listen, listen. When I, was in Lub- when I was in Lubbock. Your Spanish is phenomenal. Thanks. <laughs> but like when I was in Lubbock, I went, you know, I went to dinner one time and like at a KFC or whatever, and the girl behind the counter was giving me my change, and she was smiling, and she was about like four foot eleven. She looks up at me and she's she says, "I've seen you on TV." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool!" Thinking like she saw me on Fox or she saw me on the Leech Show or something, and she gives me my change and she goes, "Your Spanish is really good for a white boy." <laughs> so I was ultimate like, oh, compliment, sweet. yeah, ultimate so, compliment. It was pretty cool. Well, you grew up as a Houstonian. I think you're the prototypical Houstonian. You're a big <laughs> fan of all the teams here. Yeah. You know, how cool was it? You 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 were in Lubbock. You traveled sort of all over Texas, and then you end up back here with the Texans in 2009. Yeah. Right? 2009? It's, it's something, yeah, 09. It was basically 10 years ago in a couple of weeks, you know, I moved home. But, 
How yeah. cool was that? To it was get to awesome. Come back home, and then and then you get to be with the Texans, which you were a little bit removed, right? Because you weren't really living here when the Texans first started playing here. Yeah, you were in college. It was awesome. Yeah, when so I I graduated high school in '96, and really after my sophomore year, I didn't pay attention really to the Oilers because I think my sophomore year, that was the '93 team that they lost in the playoffs to the Chiefs, and then they decided we don't need Warren Moon anymore, which was dumb. And they fell off a cliff, and I, I like I just didn't pay attention to them those those last few years in Houston, and then they moved when I went to college, and I was doing college things and not really paying attention that much, and so like I kind of I remember bits about the Texans. I remember when they decided that was what the name was going to be, mm-hmm. and a couple years later, I remember. You know, they had the unveiling of the jersey, and by that point, I was working in TV as a producer up in Dallas. But the the TV station up there was covering the entire state of Texas. It was like CNN for the state of Texas. Okay, but it had a robust sports department. I mean, every night at six, from six to seven, we had a sports talk show. It was basically a radio call-in show, but it was on TV. And I had I was responsible for booking the players, coaches, writers, just personalities to come on and talk. And then at 10.30, we had pretty much a mini sports center for covering the entire state. It was awesome. It was really good television, but it nobody saw it. It was a it was a phenomenal product. Which I'm sure there's so many programs out there that are like that. It was a phenomenal a product lot of hardworking with, with people. a piss-poor business plan. <laughs> it was a lot It was a lot, a lot like what happened here locally with CSN. CSN. A yeah. lot like that. So after four years, they shut it down. But it was a great product, really creative, state-of-the-art technology. But they just... We weren't on in any... It was called TXCN. But anyways, I did all that stuff. And I remember... That's how I kind of got to know about the Texans because... You would cover the I Texans? was producing, yeah. Okay. I remember Seth Payne. He was a go-to guy in the locker room for, for the media. Mm-hmm. So I knew... All, I, 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 I was cutting up Seth Payne sound bites once or twice a week. And Gary Walker and Aaron Glenn, Corey Bradford, David Carr. You know, I, I, I knew about them through all that. So it was really weird because, I mean, the Oilers... I love the Oilers. Nobody could, no woman could ever break my heart like the Oilers did. <laughs> and they did it repeatedly. Yep. They did it creatively. They, they just, yeah. And they were so, still fun to watch. They were a lot they of fun were to awesome. watch. I mean, they're they so talented. Yes, the, the heartbreak. 90s, yeah. The heartbreak was definitely there. So then you come back to Houston. You get to cover the Texans. In 09. It was awesome. Yeah, and I you've mean, been here for 10 years now. This will mm-hmm. be your 11th season covering the team. 11th season, yeah. How, how much has your job changed over the years? Because I feel like it's changed since I've been here, and I've only, this will be my seventh season. Drastically. When I got here, there were no TV shows that we did. Um, I was basically more of a writer, more of a maintaining the website, getting stuff up on the website, a little bit of social media. Was and, there a lot of social media in 2009? I mean, Twitter was starting out, and they were kind of, we were kind of a dipping our toes in, in a Facebook with a Facebook page. There was no Instagram when I started. Um, YouTube, we had basically no presence and didn't want to have a presence on YouTube. And there weren't any TV shows, and now you, you reeled off all the stuff I did, but, I mean... In 14, that was a big, big change because... To take on the TV shows. Yeah, you know, yeah. I started hosting that, that Extra Points show, and then they had Buzz shortly thereafter, and now I'm helping co-host that with you. 11 was a big year, not just because of the playoffs, but that was the first year uh, I was up on on the deck. On the video board. On the video board, and that's changed. You know, that's expanded because that was just in-game when I started, and then now I do pre-game, 
halftime. There was a post-game show when the Texans won. They did away with that a few years ago, but I would do pre-post and the, and the wrap-up as well as the in-game highlights, so... So you, big deal. you came from a TV background, but when you started this job, it I mean, wasn't, I was it doing wasn't, interviews. It wasn't yeah, really was, a TV job. No, per se. it was very basic. Video on the web was still kind of, and it's not embryonic, but it's still very young, you know. And we've developed over time. We didn't even have an, an HD camera until 2013. It was, it was ridiculous. That's, so, so that's yeah. when I started. Uh huh. All right. So then, in t- you mentioned 2011. I know you were always the guy that got in the limos with the players yeah, and mic'd yeah. them up. That has not changed. You still get to, to do that. You get to meet the draft picks, the first-round draft picks. Yeah. As soon as they hit they hit the, the Houston airport and they, they, they visit NRG Stadium. So I got to imagine that's got to be your coolest memory is meeting some of these guys their first day It's in been fun, yeah. I mean, J.J. Watt was the first one in 11 because um, Kareem was the first draft I was here, but I don't think we rode with him. So we kind of saw him that first day. But then Watt was the one – that uh, was the first one I rode with. And he was – it didn't take long. I think I realized something was very different about him once we got to the stadium. I mean, it was cool seeing him see the building and meet him and all that stuff. But he got – and I've told this story many times. But get to the stadium, that's during the lockout. And they lifted the lockout just for that one day. The lockout started in mid-March. So this is late April. For the they, draft picks to come mm-hmm. in and, and – Because they wanted all their... the first-round picks to have their press conference. Of course. Locally. But what that meant was a lot of the other players, could, all the vets could come into the building as well. So early that morning, you saw all these veterans in the building looking at the playbook because they had a new defensive coaching staff. Wade Phillips was, mm-hmm. was the guy in charge. They, had, they didn't have OTAs. You know, there was no OTAs. There was no off-season conditioning. So this was a chance for them to kind of reconnect. So there were a lot of familiar faces in the building that you hadn't seen in a while. But J.J. gets there. And uh, he meets Wade, and basically he meets him right outside where our offices are now. That's where the, the old coaches used to were. sit there, right? Mm-hmm. And Wade comes out. He's like, "Well, good to meet you." They exchange pleasantries. <laughs> and like, oh, you want to go downstairs and have a sandwich? And JJ says, "A sandwich? No, thank you. I know my time is limited. Can I please look at the playbook and, and talk about that?" And they're like, "Oh yeah." So they go right into this conference room. It's across all from our office, and the sandwich got brought in later. But he was—I mean, you could tell he, he was—he was a little different. You know, he was—he was maximizing his time with the team, and um, we—you see why he is who he is, and that was just a little glimpse of of who JJ Watt you know really is at, at his core. I I get asked this all the time, but uh, did you ever feel nervous meeting some of these guys, or do you ever feel nervous doing your job? Is there anything? About what you do that makes you nervous. The, I feel nervous watching you do get to know sometimes. Cause. No, that doesn't get me nervous. The most, <laughs> you know what gets me the most nervous is uh, the the preseason sideline stuff. Oh, right. Because You just started doing that a few years ago, yeah, too. Yeah, 14. And just uh, because it's not a job that I ever like aspired to. Like, I didn't want to be a sideline guy. You know, like, it's cool, and I, 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 I like it. You're really good at it. Thanks. I But I didn't and grow up thinking And it's stressful. That's like, a stressful job. You know what's stressful about it is, though, is that first hit because it comes as you, they're about to kick off. And so, A, you, you want to get out and get off while you know before the kickoff or, or, or all that other stuff. But you're also kind of worried about somebody hitting you with a ball in the back of your head. Because <laughs> your back is to the field. And you really only have about 20 seconds, and you want to be very concise. You want to make a point that nobody knows about, and you want to like kind of inform so it's just a lot of stuff, and you want to look good, you want to smile. So it's just a lot of stuff to kind of juggle, and uh, 
Yeah, that's what I get the most. You, you interviewed me because I sometimes do the radio sideline during preseason. Our jobs sort of shift during preseason yeah. uh, because of how the broadcasts go and whatnot. And I think you had me on to discuss some of our upcoming TV shows during the season. I think more people saw me during that hit during a preseason yeah. game, which it's that funny goes to, into the nervousness too. Yeah, you know that's when most because like a lot of people are watching. More people watch a Texans preseason game than. Pretty much any Astros regular season game. It's amazing to Rockets, me. I mean, it's it's bananas the the time, the amount of people that see it. So that's why I get nervous. That's why I'm the most nervous. But once I'm interviewing people, I don't get because I just ask a question, and get out of the way. I actually yeah. get nervous. I've had to cover for you on the deck every now and then, the uh-huh. video board. And when those highlights come in during preseason. Mm-hmm. They come in kind of fast and furious, and a lot of times it's players that are not the normal yeah. starters, and so you don't want to get a name wrong. You don't see, get I did a- that for five six years so like like every single night so that's like old hat so you, know? you feel but if you're yeah if you're not doing it it's that's pretty because there's a there's a rhythm and a skill to it and yeah if you it like, seems easy but it's actually it just it's like anything else you gotta do you a gotta lot of reps, reps. And I, i've had a lot of reps doing that so yes. that, that's why it's i enjoy that I, I enjoy doing highlights all right speaking of enjoying i want to ask you some of your favorites uh favorite part of your job uh the games obviously game day is the best part um especially uh, Home game. I, I like, but I, I like the road too. I love traveling and seeing new cities. And have you seen every stadium? You've seen every stadium at this. Been point. to every stadium except for the L.A. Chargers one, but I saw the San Diego Chargers. In oh right, thirteen. That was your when first we were there, game. that yeah. was my first game. Um, I love game day. I mean, just the excitement, everything you get to do. That's that's what you wait all year for. I'm I'm very sad every time the season is over. You really are. Um, test to that. You know, I've I've been ready for the season to start since early January. <laughs> but um you know, every year I'm very optimistic about the team. Um I've never been this optimistic, I don't think, about the about an offense that the Texans have had. As so, you always say, we've got number four. Yeah, that's why. And now he's got a lot of weapons too. And like I think the sacks are gonna go down. You're not gonna see him get hit as much. So I'm I'm just really optimistic. In general, but not. Uh, I haven't been this optimistic about this about an offense that the Texans have had. All right, favorite game that you've covered. This might be a tough one. Mm, yeah, it has to be the Cincinnati games, and that could be the so many eleven good Cincinnati one. Games. Yeah, the eleven one up there. The playoff game here, the first playoff game, that fifteen playoff game. Or excuse me, that fifteen. The Christmas. Not the Christmas game. That oh. was fun too. That it's, was so. Yeah, let's put that in. But I'm talking about the one TJ Yates. TJ Yates when they beat him when they were undefeated. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, in 17, Deshaun's first start. That was a lot of fun because I also got to see two of my best friends from when I was working at TXC. I remember that. So really, yeah, every Cincinnati game, <laughs> save for the one that they lost here against with Ryan Mallett starting at quarterback. But uh, yeah, I, I, those those have been been the most fun. All right, favorite player you've ever interviewed. Sean Cody, you know, because we did on the nose with Co- Sean Cody. That he was just so much fun. He, you know, got to be a friend. He's so funny. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many Jonathan Joseph, JJ Watt, um, through the years, Connor Barwin. Uh, yeah, it's Antonio Smith. We did a show with Antonio Smith. The Ninja was mm-hmm. he? He he's up there with one of my favorites. Sean Cody, you did such a good job with him with on the nose. I remember I wasn't working here. I used to watch those religiously. And I, every time he was on the radio filling in for somebody, I'd always listen because I felt like I knew him so well from those on the news yeah. episodes that you all produced. And you guys even did a little mini documentary of produce of how on the nose was made. Well, which no, I, we didn't do it. NFL Films, NFL came Films did it, which I thought that's yeah. that's a big deal. It was awesome. That your little show, now NFL, NFL Films is covering, 
And Sean Cody was actually here for a game a few years ago, walking down the service level with, I think it was Brian Cushing because Price, uh, yeah, yeah, they were they're good friends, and he was it was like game day, and I felt like I've known him so well that I waved like this maniacal Uh fan at him, and Cushing just sort of looked at me and because I was clearly waving at Sean Cody, and Sean Cody didn't know who I was, but. That's when I realized, oh, I've actually never met Sean Cody yep. in person. Because he's he, like that. He, yeah, he kind of... He just seems so familiar that you just yeah. feel like you know exactly what he's about. All right. He just said hello. I know. I, sh- I was so weak. I was so weak. Sometimes I'm so awkward, and I'm not normally. I also like Hopkins and, and Watson interviewing them. They're, fun. They're a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, favorite player you've ever watched? Mm. Watt and Clowney Will Fuller. Mm. and Hopkins, I mean, just because he does the amazing... A lot of guys that are on this team right now, I think, yeah, definitely make that list. Most impressive player on an opposing team? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I don't even say Tom Brady, but, like, aside from... No, because he's... I mean, he wins and he beats you, but he's not not the most impressive. Like, I I hold my breath. Excuse me, I held my breath every time the ball went up in the air... And it was headed towards Calvin Johnson Ooh, on Thanksgiving. Yes. And those early years, every time it went in the air towards AJ Green, because he was explosive. Yeah, I mean, you never knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So those two guys were way up there as far as yikes, man! Look out. Those are good choices. How do you how do you keep them in check? You know. All right, favorite player growing up on, and this could be any Houston athlete, any sport. Well, a, Jose Cruz from the Astros, like I loved him. I mean, that's. Astros were my first love, and you know, being a little kid going to the dome. You have a to great games. picture with Jose Cruz, yeah, don't you? It was I was an Astros buddy in the Astros Buddies Club, and <laughs> they would have a, they would have a day where they um, they basically had lot like they would set up those flags, and it kind of snaked, and the players would walk by, and they would take pictures and sign autographs, and so I, I mean, I there's a about four pages of a photo album at my parents' house. It's me with like Harry Spillman and Jim Pankovitz and all these random Astros. So that's what a buddy is. You just get to get. Well, you get you get tickets to a game, to a few games. You get like a backpack. My kids are buddies now. They get a backpack, a pair of socks, a lanyard, tickets to a game. Oh, cool! A little hat, and it was kind of the same sort of stuff. And we'd go to about five or six games a year. But yeah, I got Jose Cruz, and I mean he was he was really good. He was an all star, and the PA announcer, a guy named J. Fred Duckett. Not no longer with us anymore, but he had a great voice. And every time Cruz came to the plate, they'd he'd say Jose Cruz, and everybody would crew, Cruz. Cruz, right. like booing. But uh, he was he was awesome. I loved him. I loved Nolan Ryan. It was sad when Nolan Ryan signed with the Rangers. But then he came so, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was okay. It was okay. Hakeem, big fan of Hakeem, obviously. Loved Akeem. I got. Did you meet him when he was here? As no, a, I was very very envious of you. So I got to interview him, and he was as. I, I I use the word lovely because he just was yeah, so lovely. Sense. He was just so pleasant and nice and exactly what I mm-hmm. thought he would be. And he's just so worldly and sure. um, just so humble and down to earth. And he he was like, can I have a picture with you? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can I have a picture with you? So I, 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 that was, he was, he was a great, great meet. Hopefully he comes back. He's in Houston like six months out of the year. Sure. So I'm sure you're going to get your chance. Uh, okay, so some things that people don't know about you. I promised this early on in the broadcast, um, and maybe a lot of people do know this about you. You have, uh, you're a dad. Mm-hmm. You have four really adorable little ones. Yeah, they are cute. And uh, you've, 
I mean, I don't know how you do it because they're all really they're really small. Yeah, I got and twins, you... a boy and a girl that are six. <laughs> I have a four year old boy. They're not so little, but I feel like they were just babies that's, yesterday. That's still pretty little. And then uh, we have a fourteen month old girl. So yeah. Yeah. So the what's what's how is how has it changed? This job changed for you since having kids because when you started, you weren't even married. <laughs> yeah, I know. And now you've got this like nice big family. Uh, it's just the mornings are much more hectic, but um, more scheduled. So, you know, we get up at a certain hour and got to feed the kids, got to get feed the dogs, got to get people dressed for school, get, get people dressed everything. For... They recognize set. you on TV, though, now, right? They're at the age now. Your twins can, they see dad on TV. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's still, I don't know if they understand what's going on all the way, but yeah, they, you know, I think they, I'm not on all that much. And I'm, when I'm on, they're kind of in bed, but sometimes there will be a replay of something and they'll catch it and I think they'll kind of look. I don't know if they really comprehend what's going on. but I think they're going to be big football fans really soon. Yeah, they, you know, my six-year-old daughter last night asked if she, we could come to, if she could come to the stadium soon because they, they've been to – we've got some employee field days where, you know, you'll run around on the field and they'll have hot dogs and they'll have inflatables. And they just like going on the inflatables. Uh, right. It's on a football field. so It's, it's loosely that's, football related. That's kind of what they, you know, associate with my job. I think is the inflatable. It's a fun. Oh, well, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people may not know. I, I, I classify you as an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I'm kind of shy. Uh huh. You, you, you do keep you, you do keep your guard up sometimes. But I, I think one of my favorite uh, memories of you, and I know when when I started here, you know, I was I actually met you on my interview. You you popped in to meet me, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, that's Drew Doherty, who's on the video board." <laughs> I see him every game, and and here I am talking to him. It felt so surreal because I used to go to the games before uh, yeah. I actually worked here, and then you know I started working here, and I got to know you a little bit better, and I and I got to know your um your personality, which is my peccadillos. You're really funny. You're you've got your own thing. You're very you, you've got the things that you like and the things that you don't like. And one of the things that I noticed about you is every game you've got your routine. Like you get to an opposing stadium, you walk out on the field, you take a picture, you look around, you take all your stuff, you go immediately up to the press box, you get all your stuff situated. Like it, and, and my routine is sort of similar because I spent the first season probably tagging along with you, which maybe you probably didn't appreciate, but I, no, I, did. I, liked, I, just, yeah. I was like, I like okay, well, I'm just going to go where Drew goes because I don't really know my way around a lot of these stadiums. And then a few years ago, we were at Lambeau Field, and (laughs) it was a very surreal. We're going to be up there again in a few months, but it was a surreal experience because it was the first stadium where we got there, and a guy had to unlock the stadium with a set of keys, which is yeah, that was weird. It was just very strange. It was like somebody's house, and he was a lovely old man. He gave us a a little. He didn't immediately take us to the press box. He gave us a little tour, yeah, and all the historic parts of Lambeau Stadium, which was nice. Lambeau Field, which was nice, but then you know we would take these little breaks where he look out a window and show us the construction across the street. Yeah, he got I, there got to be a story time with uh with the man and he was it was kind of his him, card. I forget his name. I was, just really wanted to get going and you know he was <laughs> he was talking about why well, JFK came here came through here as a senator on a stump speech and it's just like <laughs> It was the his, it was literally the history of the yeah. Green Bay Packers and I could tell you were getting so 
uncomfortable with Dwight the... Schrute in me, I know. Yeah, yeah and I... so what I uh, I like to do is ask him even more questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, more and, ancillary questions that and really when you nothing. started doing that, I recognized it and I just kind of <laughs> like went along for the ride and I was like, "Okay, that's pretty funny." You know, she's getting she she got me. She got me. I could tell you were so uncomfortable, so I thought, "Let's just make Drew more uncomfortable." Was, but uh, which I appreciated. But I so. but I think uh, you know, not to not to be unfair, you are a big prankster. Which people think may so? or may not know. A huge prankster. You've gotten all of us pretty good, and I, I, st- I think now it's my turn to get you again. I think, Uh-oh. but uh, I think one of my favorite pranks that you ever pulled, you pulled on Tyler Sudarth, who does a great job with our videos, <laughs> the fifty threes, the undrafted. Yeah. When he first came here, you had to indoctrinate him with a Drew Doherty prank. I think you guys were filming something in the team auditorium. Do you oh, remember yeah, this? Oh yeah, yeah. We were filming. We were John and I were filming the very first set of film rooms where John and I are, I basically like a tub of popcorn I, and, yeah we yeah. had popcorn and I basically say hey John you remember this play and then John just like breaks every <laughs> well the pulling every guard nuance. the pulling guard here was in because this guy was out and like, then he his shoelace was untied so what he did was he veered to his left so yeah. as they were setting that up uh, Tyler said something about he was going to go to the movies and I just kind of casually said well got to make sure you uh, check your, your shoes at the, the front door He's like, what? Because Tyler's from Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was with the Rams. This was his first. He he had never lived in Texas before. Never lived in Texas. So, he's a young guy right out of college. So he's still kind of feeling his way around. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said that, not thinking he'd bite and he bit. And then my antenna went up and I kind of nudged John. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot like uh, in Japan. When you go into a house in Japan, <laughs> you take your shoes off at the front. Uh, you ch- sort of check your shoes because it's forbidden to walk into a movie theater uh, unless you have socks on. And he's like, what? And the guys in the room... All the video guys... They'd all worked with us. They've, we've all been together yes. a while. And they realized what was going on, and they all kind of added in their little flourishes. <laughs> and somebody said something like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you can't buy you can't buy concessions in, until you've taken your shoes off. They check you. And Tyler's like, what? And so he, he like did not believe it. And then but then finally, everybody, everybody was in on Everybody on added their little flourish, and he was like, okay, well, I guess so. Maybe this is a strange thing they do in Texas. And I think he went, he went to the movies. The next time he went to the movies, he asked where to check his shoes, and they looked at him like, <laughs> what in the absolute? <laughs> he uh, was furious. I think yeah. he also called his mom. Yeah, he called his mom. He called some girl that he was dating. <laughs> they were like, that we've like, never no, heard that. No, no. He, and he was like, with these people I work with, and why would they lie to me? Yeah, we got It's him really good. cruel. You also pulled a prank on me when we were coming back from West Virginia, which everyone knows I'm really anxious to get back after those three weeks in West Virginia. Then we went to Kansas City, so I was super anxious to get back. And we were on that long bus ride to the airport. It was after the Chiefs game. After the Chiefs game. Last year, preseason yeah. opener. It was so late. I just wanted to get home. And it was taking a really long time. And I remember... You group texted all of us. Like, I group texted. What's taking so long? I was like, where are we going? This is why is the airport so far? And you because there's no talking on the bus, pretty much. It's, it's quiet. like silent and it's dark. So I just hit re- reply to all, and I go, "Oh yeah, we got rerouted to Jefferson City, Missouri. Something's wrong with the airport in KC. So we got to drive a couple more hours to get to the airport." And you're, you're no, I googled. I immediately googled Jefferson City, which was four four hours or something ridiculous from where we were. I don't know why. My antenna didn't go up that you were lying, but I thought, why? You just did it so quickly and yeah. so seamlessly, and it was just so specific. So I, for a good five or ten minutes, thought we were going to Jefferson City, and I'm just fuming on the bus. And I'm, like, silently crying from laughter. <laughs> and I can hear John. John Harris was sitting behind me, he, and I can hear him chuckling, you know, because he was on the group text. So, yeah, we, we got you pretty good. Well, then I think I Mark had not seen the group text. 
or maybe he wasn't even on it. And so when I asked him, he just looked at me like, no. Oh, Drew said that. And then he, I was like, and then I knew I, I knew it was caught, and then about, everybody started laughing. Well, and he said that because about once every three weeks, I'll get him. You I'll get, get him pretty good. Too. I'll get Mark to the point where I'll say something, and he'll he'll like make a face like he's about to have a stroke. You know, like he just his mouth opens, <laughs> and he's like, and then he realizes what's going on, and he stops. So yeah, he, I've gotten him a time or two. All right, well, it's a lot of fun. Uh, to work with you, yeah, it's 11th, fun working with you. Eleven, your eleventh season. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I've gotten to share the most, all of my career here with you. And it's a fun place to work. Years. I, I is, love it here. It yeah. is a lot of fun. I think we have a lot of fun together. People will get to see us again this season on mm-hmm. Texans Buzz and Texans Extra Points, which actually precedes Buzz. So yep. it'll be an hour. It'll be the Drew Doherty hour on Saturday nights. Well, Buzz, what you and I that show we do. That's my favorite show, just because. You've we're said just, that actually. We're, we're just like that. jacking around, having fun. I mean, it's it's a good time. So yeah, I, I can't wait to do another season of that, and I can't wait to do another season of Extra Points. And yeah, it, this is a great place to work, and it's because of the people, and it's because of the routine, it's because of the fun stuff we get to see. And I'm I'm very thankful for this job, and I don't, you know, I hope, hope people realize that and recognize that because yeah, it's it's a great time. I think they do. And and before I let you go, I guess one piece of advice for anyone aspiring to do what you do. For people listening. Just read a lot and read many different types of things like fiction, nonfiction, books, uh, as many you know, current events articles as you can. I think, you know, a well-read mind is a well-fed mind or something or other. And uh, it'll help you no matter what you want to do, whether it is, you know, journalism or TV or, or hell accounting or medicine or whatever. Just just read a lot. And, 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 and to that point, you try out for Jeopardy every year, which I, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot to mention. It, man. That guy that one just, of these years, Drew's going to make it on Jeopardy. Remember that? We were standing in the locker room one time, and <laughs> JJ was coming out of the equipment room. I do. <laughs> you asked we his like, advice. Hey, man, I'm going on. I'm trying out for Jeopardy. You got any advice? He's like, yeah, take a shot of whiskey. I was like, okay. Thanks, JJ. <laughs> JJ's advice for Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So. I did. It didn't work. It didn't work. Well, you keep trying. Maybe more whiskey. I don't Mm -hmm. know. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. Catch Drew Doherty every week on Texans TV on the preseason broadcast. In the lab, the podcast is up every single week with Drew Doherty and John Harris. Drew, always a pleasure. And uh, hopefully many, many more Deep Slants with you in the future. I I hope this is the first of many because I feel like there's so many layers of you. All right. Thanks so much, Drew Doherty. This has been the Deep Slant Podcast. As always, thanks for listening and go Texans.